Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. We believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. This production is made possible by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. And I'm Brittany Lemaire. All right, so today we're going to talk about some of the best and some of the worst career advice that we've ever received. Uh, Tara, Carmen, and I have all come from different career paths and from different areas and industries. This is Carmen, and for me, I'd say the best advice has been a few different pieces, and one is say yes to more things meaning that you don't want your plate too full, but where you feel like you can contribute, and where you feel like you have your passions, say yes to those things. Show where you feel that you can offer opportunities and resources. And in the meantime, you're gonna learn as well as network with different folks. So say yes to more things. What about you, Tara? I was just thinking about say yes to more. You know what I did this, this past year? is the exact opposite. (laughs) I was trying to say no to more and just yes to those things. Well, similar to what you just said, that that really inspire me. I actually read Shonda Rhimes' book. um, I think it was called My Year of Yes. And she did the opposite. So she... What, 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 what? So she actually started saying yes to everything in a year and lived more fully which I thought was really inspiring, but also gave me like a tremendous amount of anxiety. Anxiety. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of goes through it, the whole process too. And it's been a little while since I read the book, but it was about you know, saying yes to things that she not she would not normally have said yes to. So experiences and speaking engagements and just a chance to really like get her voice out there and shine. Um, and I actually did the opposite. So once I read that, I decided I needed to learn how to say no to more so that I wasn't always feeling so overwhelmed or like I had to do everything. So it's kind of funny that uh, my choice for the best advice I've received kind of takes both of those things into account. You know, I've really tried to focus this year on saying no to things that I do not believe will further me in my career and to stop letting that bother me so much because I should be able to say no and that be fine. I shouldn't have to volunteer for every single activity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't do it all. And then also, I, I've i always, I remember this from being in my mom's like fifth grade classroom. She had this big uh, bulletin board that said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that's a Wayne Gretzky quote. He's a hockey player. I don't know anything else about hockey. But this guy, he, he has a point. So it's a personal mantra I have told myself about a thousand times because I've always been a very cautious person, but what is the worst thing that's going to happen if I do X, if I try to go apply for this role, if I go volunteer for this committee, if I do this, I assess the situation, I look for, you know, what's the worst thing I could happen? Okay, I don't get chosen for this volunteer position. All right. Okay, move on and you know go volunteer elsewhere or seek out another opportunity you never know until you try 
and that's kind of what I've taken from it because I actually did not get my WNRG role the first time I applied. I was very new to the Humana organization and I did not have enough uh, experience and I just took it as an opportunity to learn more and to do more and to volunteer and that's led me to kind of where I am today and I feel that all of that has just prepared me to be more resilient and to move up and to move on and so so that's actually one of the quotes I was going to share is exactly that so it's okay to be upset by failure especially in the moment it's what you do after the failure that defines you and I really feel like uh, obviously, that's like a mantra for life, but especially in the business world, I mean, there's just so many opportunities to like take a step back and reevaluate. I like I can look at different career moments where I applied for a position that I didn't get, and then in retrospect, I can see why not getting that role was just pivotal in getting to me, getting me to where I am today. You know, so I, I think I've adopted more of. In the beginning, I had a harder time accepting that failure. But like you just said, now it's kind of like you just reassess. I, I always say, take a minute to like put my head down, <laughs> be upset, and then I just got to keep going, got to keep moving forward. So it's funny that that's one of your, one of your um, best and worst career advice. And I like thoughts. that, Tara. I think that what Brittany said, as well as you, Tara, that um, Brittany was saying about the different. Uh, opportunities along the way and and those up and and for in the opportunity that maybe you didn't get at one time Tara I, I think we've all experienced that but more than anything is just you probably went to that interview with your authentic self and I think that's what's important is to be authentic and uh, go out there and um, show them who you who who you, who Tara is and who Brittany is and and that will make the difference so down the line that role that is tailor-made for you is out there and, and ready for you Absolutely. and oh man and but learning that lesson oh it is it is a tough one let me say it is not and I'm, I still feel like I learn that every single day if I ever have Absolutely. a setback with I feel like I am right back there at square one like learning all over again that it's okay to you know not not succeed and to just well and I've got I've got another one so there's I was talking to one at, when I first started with the WNRG, I got a mentor. And uh, it was actually somebody from corporate who I'd, I'd never had any interaction with prior. And I was just telling her about what I wanted to do within the company, you know, where I wanted to grow. And I think I said to her, my hope is dot, dot, dot. And she quickly mm. <laughs> like turned right around and she's like, listen, I'm going to tell you a quote that Jim Murray shared. And for those of you that have been around a while know who Jim is. He said to her, turn hope into strategy. So it's not enough just to hope that you're going to be a um, impactful leader. It's not enough to hope that you're going to make a change in process. You have to have a strategy for making it happen. And that was pivotal in in my growth oh, that's as huge. a leader. Yes. I know because I always, you know, I don't know if it's just the way that women say things or if it's just like a softer way or, or if it was giving me the excuse not to commit to it, right? So if I say, I hope that I'm going to be an impactful leader, um, it takes the pressure off if I'm not maybe. I don't know. But now I've removed that word from my business vocabulary and I talk about Very what good. I can do to make it happen. So I thought that was a really cool one. 
I went back and watched a TED Talk with Sheryl Sandberg, who's the COO with Facebook. And she mentioned um, in her TED Talk that she had spoke with, you know, her boss. And he said, well, what do you want to talk about in your TED Talk? And she said, well, I want to talk about women in the workplace, but no one's going to take me seriously. And he said, well, what would you do if you were not afraid? What would you do? Mm. And she said, I would go talk about women in the workplace. And he said, then you have your answer. Go talk about women in the workplace. Then she ended up writing, you know, lean in. And after listening to her and saying that again, like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Like, not only in your career, but your personal life. Like, what things would you go after? That's kind of powerful to me. And I think that's interesting, Brittany. It kind of makes me reflect back when I first started when I first joined the WNRG and I was listening to a speaker series with Marston Connolly uh, that it was here at Humana and it was entitled what's in your backpack so your backpack is is full of let's say your history you know there was those steps along the way of your career path even maybe back in high school we'll say Um, uh, but over the years what's in your backpack that is made you evolve to the woman you are today supporting the values that Humana is and has um, to to you. And Marston just laid it out so beautifully. She told of different stories along the way of, uh, of her work here at Humana, some of her personal life, and it just shaped her. So I, I could almost see the, the clay vase forming in front of her of who who she is and how it came good as bad as well as good and so what's in your backpack what has made you who you are today and where are you going with that so so I heard that too and you know what else I took from that I need to be so much more diligent about the skill set that I have and what I bring to the table I need to put words to it and name it you know I could I could probably sit with you two and be like okay this is what I'm good at but I don't know it's like been a very big learning process to actually have the confidence to say this is what I'm good at, you know, to, to those I work with, to like kind of name those those attributes and those things that I'm doing. I have such a tendency to kind of take a back seat sometimes because I don't want to seem proud or I don't want to seem like I'm being obnoxious. But I tell my, my direct reports, I'm like, look, this is not about being proud. This is not about, you know, um, coming off in a way that oh so and so thinks you know they're so great this is this is self-sustaining like you have in the workforce in the business world you have to have something that separates you from the next guy and you need to be able to put a word to it or a name to it um that's what separates you confidently and and not not something i've really had to learn over the past couple of years and that has been like a reoccurring theme in listening to many of the podcasts and the leadership uh, TED Talks and things that I've been just delving into lately is women and men inherently communicate differently. Our attitudes are different and that's just part of it. And it's just learning how, how things are different. Not that it's like bad and not that it's something that we all can't work on. But traditionally, and again, Sheryl Sandberg mentions this in her very first TED Talk, that women have such a hard time owning their attributes and saying confidently what they're good at. They are so afraid to 
maybe not afraid, but they don't want to be boastful and they don't want to be seen as, you know, the person that just brags about themselves all the time because that's just inherently not who we are. And I know I had a problem with that whenever I went through the mentoring circle. It was very hard for me to put into words and to quantify um, just my qualitative properties that I have. Like, it's like know. preparing your elevator speech. Yes, yes. What it's would very you say? Hard. You know, what is what is your elevator speech in one sentence? Who are you? And that's sometimes hard because you know who I am a year ago is not who I am today. So it evolves. It definitely does. So I'm curious, what has been your all's worst advice? Mine's not really been so much a quote or a phrase or a saying. It has been the type of leader. It's probably been like a transactional leader that has either tried coercive power, like a tit for tat, you do this or this, or mm -hmm. a leader that talks the talk but does not walk the walk. That mm -hmm. is, that is, I believe, so detrimental in trying to inspire and build a team. Absolutely. What about you, Carmen? Well, it, the, this advice, maybe it was just a particular um, moment in time that was that has stuck with me for years. And this was back in my advertising agency days as a media director. I do remember my leader that was a man um, recommending that I go ahead and have dinner. I was and uh, for this particular client, this client wanted to have dinner and discuss more, but I felt very uncomfortable with that whole situation. So I went to my boss and my, and said that, you know, this doesn't seem quite right. I don't feel comfortable doing this. And he, and he was like, Carmen, it's only one dinner. And it might be a good idea if you go. If it doesn't feel right completely, then I, could, I understand. But so he was giving me, he was encouraging me to go on behalf of this large client. But at the same time, I think he um, was understanding my um, apprehension, and justifiably so. Uh, needless to say, I did not go to the dinner. We still kept the Good account. You. you know, there's those moments in times that uh, things could happen. You've just got to be aware. That was my one example of, of it's not really worse advice, but maybe a, a moment that you have to be mindful yeah, and you got to know where your limits are and what you're willing and not willing to do. And I think there was a period of time where where you had to hesitate to even say, okay, my my leader's saying this, you know, but now I feel like I feel like women are more empowered to say no. I believe so. I <laughs> no, think that's so not happening. And to do it respectfully and to Absolutely. be thoughtful with their response, of mm -hmm. course. But I, I'm happy that we're in an age where I feel like that's changing, you know, and and we're able we feel empowered to say here's my line and I'm drawing it in the sand and um, it is what it is whenever you said the ad agency all I could think was wow what what a tough industry to be in for for a female just in general because I think that's a very competitive and sales oriented field in general so I'm sure it was very competitive very true and it, you know this was um some years back, uh, things did evolve, and it was a different um, atmosphere. One of my favorite quotes uh, that I found is, there is no tool for development more effective than the empowerment of women. I oh, read it again. 
there is no tool for development more effective than the empowerment of women. Mm. And I just, I love that quote. I feel it wouldn't be possible without, you know, women that support other women, our male allies, and people that are just advocates for change, especially our employer that, you know, really does a lot. And to make that yeah. effort for the diversity. Brittany, I think you just came up with another podcast topic, and that's how can our male allies help to support women in the work the workplace and, and what does that look like? I mean, I think that we all can say we're allies or advocates for our cause, but how do we do that? And I think maybe one one podcast we should dive into what that looks like. That Absolutely. Would be awesome. I think that would be great. I think we've gotten some uh, some good career advice and hopefully our listeners have as well. We'd love to hear from you all. We'd love to hear what some of the best and worst career advice that you've received. Brittany, where, where can they share their thoughts? All right, so you can share your thoughts with us on our Buzz page, and that's at go slash WNRG podcast. Okay, your call to action today is be your authentic self. Have a great day and see you next time. Thanks, Thanks everyone. And that's it for this episode. Let us know what you want to hear about on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us, hashtag WNRG podcast series. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.